So you're thinking about starting a new website. Maybe you have a new small business idea and want to sell something online. Maybe you want to show off your photography. Maybe you want to start that new podcast. GoDaddy is offering one new or transfer.com for just $1.99 for the first year. Each new.com comes with a free instant page website and built-in photo album. So what are you waiting for? Get your website started today. Go to GoDaddy.com. Enter code CREN at checkout or click the GoDaddy banner on our website, JimCren.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are worldwide, nationwide on the Sideshow Network. We're coming to you from Homestead, Pennsylvania at the Pittsburgh Improv. Let's hear for your guests, Mike Lysagi, Terry Jones, and your host, Jim Craig. You guys are awesome, man. You know what? I, I only recorded that so in the morning when I wake up, I'm going to play that every day. <laughs> Jim Craig. Holy shit. It's Jim Cran, no restrictions on the Sideshow Network. We're live at the Improv here in Pittsburgh. Nice applause for the Improv and the staff. Yes, one of the premier comedy clubs in the country right here in the Berg, and all the Improvs are great. Uh, we are honored to be with the Sideshow Network for our podcast, the, the best of the best. They really are. And we've been on the road lately. As you guys know, right? <laughs> Little Cabo stuff. Uh, I was in L- Los Angeles and did the Terrell Owens show, which was fun. And hanging at the Sideshow Studios. and well, that, that was a ton of fun, the Sideshow Studios. Just, you know, just great, great people there. Re- really are. Roddy, Darren, Sean, Paul, the guys, man. So I'm, a- I'm actually going to bring them into, into uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're hockey fans. <laughs> I, yeah, I love that, too. I, I can't wait. Because you know how it is. We like to show our town off. And you're the ambassador to Pittsburgh. So Thank you, Mikey. Do, yeah. yeah, I yeah. feel it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I know. Like, Mikey, uh, and you notice here, when you bring people in, I, you know, they're going to go now. I bring them in the show, and we have a subway that goes a block long. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> the incline no one uses. <laughs> except if they're real fucked up at Station Square. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sleep it off the at a friend's time. house. That other incline that goes into the woods, I don't know where the fuck that goes. <laughs> Just goes into the woods. It's like twilight zone. It's going to fucking Narnia. Yeah, that, right? It's like, mm-hmm. No one's ever ridden that yeah, incline. So, yeah, so I can't wait you know, to show the, show the town off to those guys. And, and of, of course, you know, there's a lot of people behind the scenes. I want to mention real quick with our show, uh, David Settlemeyer, our executive producer, Frank Mergia, our producer, and Josh Folio, our, our producer here, and Corey Gale, our Sound engineer, uh, Wayne Wow, associate uh, sound engineer. Uh, we got Terry Jones right here. Nice to have Terry. Mike Wysocki. And John, uh, John Evans, we locked in the basement. <laughs> we left him in Cabo. Still in Mexico. He's, 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 yeah, never, yeah, he's still, still high he's in He's still Cabo. getting a massage from the massage <laughs> parlor. Love the pharmacica. <laughs> no, Johnny's, like, Johnny could, Johnny's on the road this week. Couldn't get, he's he's uh, on the road, and uh, he'll be back next week. So, but, uh, so we're here. Like I said, very, very excited for the show. And the Cabo experience was a lot of fun, the comedy festival. And there was a, a contest there. 
it was like the Jack Rollins uh, the breakthrough talent competition. And the interesting thing was, I'm talking like a thousand comedians were ever sent their tapes in for this competition, you know, for the next guy to break through doing stand up. And guess who came in first and second? Our guys. <laughs> Terry and Mikey. How about that? I was so proud of him because competitions are crazy. I, I think if you make it to the finals and something like that, that's enough, right? I mean, it's like apples. And, who knows you know, to women? Mikey and Terry just, just being you know, neck and neck. And Mikey got the nod to be on Arsenio Hall, represent the Berg. Yes. And no restrictions. Which was a great set. Terry's next. Uh, we're all proud of you guys. We're all proud of you guys and what you did. And, uh, you know, as I said, we're, we're like family here. And I thought, uh, you know, it'd be kind of nice to celebrate them a little bit and have them do the exact sets that they did in Cabo uh, to win, uh, to win these, right? To get to become the breakthrough company. So hold on. Well, we, we set up a little microphone here since we're at, you know, the improv, a great comic club, obviously. So set it up here and we'll have we'll have our first guy come. Uh, my buddy right here i gotta tell you we we found uh, terry jones not found <laughs> i know this is our blindside story <laughs> yo everybody <laughs> swears this dude found me and adopted so, me it's, well you know what yeah my we, name's terry crin that's we, what we it is yeah. <laughs> i what can't swim they got a swimming pool and shit i got a bunch of dogs i sleep with it's awesome <laughs> It's awesome. They okay. adopt dogs and black comedians. <laughs> That's what they do. The neighbors are like, the Krenz lost their mind. I don't know what happened. They got a fucking black kid and a German shepherd. It's all in the same week. I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Um, I, know we did, I know we did this on one of the episodes earlier. I know, but my favorite story is when we first met and uh, Terry and I started doing some shows together. And, and it's basically, it was, yeah, you know, I saw Terry at this charity show we did together. I just think he's super talented. And I said, hey, man, come on, we'll work together, do some things and stuff. That's basically it. Well, that story just started to evolve as time went on. And I was at the show. Uh, we were somewhere <laughs> about an hour outside of the Berg. You know and, how that is. And it was, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and Terry, was, I just talked to some lady. I just told that basic stuff. Yeah, what do you mean? Oh, it was a charity thing. He's really talented. And we worked together. From that, though, the lady took it as the, yeah, blind, as the, the blind side. The blind side. The lady was just like, uh, you know, what Jimmy's doing for you is very nice. I, <laughs> it's, it's so sweet. And I was like, thank you. I, I think it's awesome, too. They're like, no, really, it's nice. And I was like, Yo, well, yeah, it's nice. He is a nice guy. They're like, no. I heard, and it's like something you would see on Oprah. <laughs> She's like, now, I heard that he saw you in an urban, very bad ghetto uh, hood area on Penn <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> And you were walking up the street doing uh, impressions of different people like Bill Cosby and Eddie Murphy. And he heard you and said, that kid has talent. I'm going to take him in my home. <laughs> and I was like, yo, I'm not taking in no crazy ass impression dude walking in the hood to my house with my wife and German Shepherd. I'm just not. <laughs> exactly, Tara. I was just driving by. And I thought, that guy's talking to himself. <laughs> He's a genius. Coming. <laughs> I, as we were Terry and I, <laughs> so so he's Sandra Bullock. That's what it is. That's it right. was just the blind side, that's, that's but right, the comedy Terry. version. Nobody will yell at you, Terry. I promise I'll tell every I joke will. for you, Jimmy. I will. <laughs> I'll, tell, I'll tell every joke. You take me in your home, earn my keep. I didn't have no home. I slept in a box in the back of Wilkinsburg. In the back of Wilkinsburg. And I peed in that box too, because I ain't had no bathroom, so I had to get a jar, a relish jar. 
<laughs> you, <laughs> you'll be treated like my other son, Mike Wasaki. <laughs> You're part of the family. Yo, I, I think we should sell that story. That, I'm telling that sounds you, like man. a movie. Well, hey, let's let's bring him up. Terry Jones to do a little stand up. Yes, yes. So, uh, my name is Terry Jones. Yes, I am Terry Jones. No, Michael Vick is not up here telling you jokes right now. Uh, promise you I'm Terry Jones. The most difficult thing about looking like Michael Vick is I can't adopt a dog for shit. You know what I mean? Like, I go to the animal shelter, and as soon as I get in, it's like Morgan Freeman for lean on me. It's like, Mr. Sands, put the dog chains on the doors. Put the chains on the doors. Code red. Michael Vick's here. I'm like, nah, man, I'm Terry Jones. Look at my ID. Seriously. It's me. It's me. Should have saw me in Mexico, man. As soon as I was down there, they thought I was Michael Vick, too. They're like, Senor Vick, hide the dogs, hide the paddle. Senor Vick's here. Run Mexico. I'm like, nah, man. I'm Terry Jones. I promise you. <laughs> I want to talk to you about um, a slang term that my gay friends are not offended by because people are homophobic. It's called no homo. Uh, what it does is it allows a straight person to say the gayest thing possible without feeling gay afterwards. So, for example, uh, you know, I can say, yo, I'm going to go at home and take my shirt off and put oil on myself and watch Magic Mike, no homo. <laughs> no, that's gay as hell. I shouldn't be watching Magic Mike with my shirt off with oil on my body. That's, that's just gay. People are so homophobic. I went to a restaurant. This guy was like, let me get two large-ass meatballs, no homo. I was like, what? It is food. Just eat it. You guys know somebody going to say something super gay because they'll say no homo before they say what they're going to say? That's equivalent to when white people say I'm not racist, but say the most racist thing. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I'm not racist, but I ordered all you blackies fried chicken. I'm like, oh, shit, that was racist as hell. That was, you just said you wasn't racist. I believed you. It was racist as hell. It was mad racist. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, sorry, don't make me laugh. <laughs> Can't get high off my own supply. Um... But no, man, uh, all these straight people saying no homo, I wonder if there's a gay person that says no hetero. Like, that's what I'm waiting on. Like, is there that one gay person that's like, mm, Suzy, you look so good, and I was so do you in that dress. No hetero. Mm, mm, mm. Let's watch Tyler Perry movies. Mm. <laughs> See a lot of people drinking. I don't drink anymore. I'll be four years sober in December. Completely. So I'm excited about that. Proud of that. Uh, what I do now is I, I do other things. Like, I collect comic books and watch movies. And looking at me, you wouldn't think I collect comic books. You probably think I'll rob a comic shop. But I actually go and purchase in the comic shop. And you know what? Because people think I rob a comic shop, I have to keep that character on until I get through the door. I'm just... <laughs> then once I'm in, I'm like, Batman and Superman's on the same movie. This is the shit. What's the shit? reason I bring this up is because they were saying they were going to have Eddie Murphy play the Riddler in the new Batman. And I was like, how would you have Eddie Murphy play the Riddler after Heath Ledger was so good? You know, he came in the meeting with all the bad guys and was just, hey, I hate Batman. We're going to kill Batman. That's my word. And here we go. I'm like, that's raw. So how do you go from that to this? Hey, everybody, make some noise in here. Make some noise. Make some noise. <laughs> oh, my God. My brother Noosey. Wait, wait, wait. They got a lot of things. Hey, Captain, I'm going to need you to go to Rastis, you know, because he got that climbing. and should get up there and whoop his ass. And Penguin, sit your fat, nasty, greasy, too so much eating ass right there. It's Shrek, Shrek. I need you to Shrek. <laughs> Shrek, I want you to grab Batman. You going to grab him. I'm going to say, rid of me this, Batman. What stays out late and likes to party out of town? It's my girl. It's <laughs> 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 so lovely. And that was the set. That's my time, ladies and gentlemen. Hand it back over to Jimmy Crane. 
Terry Jones. <laughs> Proud to be working with you, buddy. Hey, man, uh, thank you for having me. Thank you for saving my life from Wilkinsburg. That was... <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, man, this is the, one of the greatest things that has uh, happened to me, man. And uh, Jimmy, I thank you every day for it. And couldn't be working with a better group of guys, you, Mikey, and John Evans, and just the whole crew that we had behind the scenes. It's the best thing uh, ever. Hey, so hey, my- thank you. You know, it is, about, it is about appreciation, and that's why I always, I don't bullshit when I say it. It's the people like you that are here today, or we'd be, I'd be selling, nothing wrong with this, but I'd be like selling siding in Wilmerding or something, which would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you make it, you know, thank you. In Wilmerding? <laughs> in Wilmerding. <laughs> that's where I would start. Siding in Wilmerding? You can sell anything else? <laughs> I think they need more siding there. It's a, I can help. It's underserved, siding-wise. There. But, uh... No, 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 Mike uh, got to be on Arsenio Hall and all that, that kind of stuff. And, and I, I got to tell you, Mikey, uh, th- that was a great set, by the way. It was very oh, fun. Thank, thank you, dude. Thank you. Did it? That was a killer set on Arsenio. Yeah. And Mike and I, uh, I, I, I first, uh, uh, you know, uh, with Mike, met Mike. Uh, he was in the uh, Jeff Goldblum cellar in the movie Powder. <laughs> 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 had to do the powder joke. Yeah, I know. We, <laughs> I was homeless. <laughs> Mike and I, yeah. Mike and I go way back. Uh, he's just such a brilliant, brilliant writer and, uh, you know, just a great comic and such a, you know, he's like Terry, good, good, good man. But uh, how about, how about, let's hear it for Mike Wysocki. All right, keep it going for the legendary Jimmy Crane and Terry Jones. Terry kicked ass. He was awesome. He did great. Uh, Thank you, guys. Uh, how many of you are thinking, when did Carrot Top and Neil Young have a kid? When did that happen? <laughs> it's weird. I told that joke the next night in L.A., and Carrot Top was actually in the back of the room <laughs> looking like a roided-up Chucky doll with uh, Wayne Newton's plastic surgeon. It's kind of scary. How many of you people yeah. thinking, when did Shaggy from Scooby-Doo get it on with Malachi from Children of the Corn? When did that happen? <laughs> for laughing at my misfortune. Uh... I like to do a lot of things that amuse myself and nobody else, really. I like to mess with foreigners, and it's not racist, because it could be any foreigner. Like, uh, you know when you're talking on the phone and you're ordering something, and you know they don't speak English good like you and me do? <laughs> I know. I don't know what the problem is. So you mess with them a little. I like to mess with them. I, you, you spell out your name, and uh, you give them an example, like, oh, that's B as in boy, or D as in dog. But just to mess with them, I tell them my name is K.W. Poppy. And when they ask me to spell it, I say, that's K as in no. <laughs> you guys are a little quicker than the Arsenio crowd. I appreciate that. Uh, w is in wrench. P is in psoriasis. O is in possum. P is in pneumonia. P is in pterodactyl. E is in eye. And why? Because English rules love to leave it, and I hang up on them. That's right. <laughs> What's so hard to understand about English? Morons or something. Well, what's wrong with them? A lot of phrases I hear that are weird. What people uh, want that people say all the time is, look at that, now I've seen everything. That's kind of a general statement to make. You haven't seen everything. I mean, for instance, have you ever seen a redneck doing a crossword puzzle drinking wine from a glass in an Obama t-shirt? Have you ever seen that? (laughs) 
How about an Indian holding up a convenience store? You ever see that? Now I've seen everything. How about an obese Asian in a mullet skillfully driving a monster truck with a gun rack in the back to the unemployment office? You ever see that? Now I've seen everything. How about an African-American guy working the counter of a Chinese restaurant in a NASCAR jacket? <laughs> eating a medium-rare steak, watching a hockey game, and polishing his high school swimming trophy. You ever see that? <laughs> now I've seen everything. <laughs> what a ridiculous thing to say. Why would you say that? It's a weird story I ran across. It's actually around here. There's this woman that's waiting to go to court because she beat up her sister with her sister's own prosthetic leg. Weird case, and she's facing a, a simple assault, aggravated assault, and harassment. I think I pieced the crown together. The simple assault was just yanking the plastic leg right off her sister. Simple enough. And then the aggravated assault was beating her with the leg, and the harassment part was her saying, Why are you kicking yourself? Why are you kicking yourself? Why are you kicking yourself? Over and over again, because that's what brothers and sisters do. All right, thanks, folks. That's it for me. Mike Wysocki. Grab Mike. <laughs> oh, man. I, I felt like Carson there when I... Mike was shot. You know, it's funny. I'm, I'm actually... The reason I'm, I'm, I'm reading the book that just came out this week on Johnny Carson. And, you know, it's Johnny Carson is like the king for all of us, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and the comedians. And, 30 years right? of the king. He's, he's, he's the man. man. And the book is amazing. It's by his lawyer. Uh, Bushkin, Henry Bushkin. I know. A lawyer. Fuck the old privilege thing. Attorney. <laughs> attorney client privilege. But, uh, but he wrote the book, and it's, it's, uh, it's fascinating. I don't know if you. Did you read the story that broke out from. That's what intrigued me with the book, and I actually pre ordered it when I got it this week. There's a story in the book. It was the first one I went to, too. I just want to get in detail. Where Carson's uh, second wife, uh, Joanna, was supposedly cheating on him so Carson gets Bushkin and a bunch of like thugs and they're going to go to this apartment where Joanna is supposedly banging someone on the side which Carson's paying for the apartment too which is odd (laughs) and Bushkin says he has a gun and they're like well Johnny he's like don't don't worry (laughs) No, no one will get hurt. Ah. It, so he's like, all right. So he goes along, and he's like, oh, for, so they, they go into the room in the department, okay? Find who's, who is Joanna sleeping with? And it's pictures everywhere on every wall of Frank Gifford. <laughs> I know. And he's like, well, holy shit, it's Frank Gifford. <laughs> You never watch Monday Night Football again. I know. <laughs> it's the first thing I thought. You never watch Monday Night Football again. That would suck. Never again. No more Monday Night Football. And then they said he went to this bar, okay, and he left the guys in, in Bushkins there. And I'm not kidding. He says he's drinking heavy with Ed McMahon. Do I had a picture? Yeah. He's slugging back scotches with Ed. And, I, and, and Ed was he's kind of annoying him, I guess, whatever. He's like, I, I got to tell you, Ed, I am, I am, I am so sad. Right now. Really? How sad are you? <laughs> I swear I will shoot you in the fucking face, Adam. <laughs> that would suck to watch Monday Night Football. It yeah. would. You know what would be worse, though, is if, if he went in there. I, for, my first thought was, was it just Gifford? 
What, what if she was? What if she was had all three? Yeah, that'd be Don crazy. Meredith and Cosell. <laughs> <laughs> but that'd be wild. He walk in with the gun. You go, all right, like, like, watch. I can't. Listen right here, Johnny. <laughs> Don't shoot whatever you do. <laughs> Joanna is a temptress. She led me to the hole like a young Larry Sunday. <laughs> escorting Jim Kick into the end zone. <laughs> How do you know it's just us, Johnny? I know for a fact she blew Bob Lilly of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> but could you imagine the references during the game like that would make Johnny cry? Like he'd be like, oh. he sure ran that up the gut. You know? so, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, not the gut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that shit's funny. <laughs> she went down more than Fraser against Foreman. <laughs> <laughs> down goes Joanne. Down goes Joanne. Oh, man. That shit's funny. I don't know. So, yes, it's strange, though, when you, you know, as you watch these people on TV and everything, and you're like, oh, how fucked up? <laughs> Behind this, and I'm fascinated by this stuff, man. So, Johnny Carson. Yeah, you'll, you'll get to what's called Johnny Carson. The book, but uh, it's a, it's a it's a great club, isn't it? The Improv. Love the Improv here, and the waterfront's cool too, isn't it? All the restaurants and movie theaters and stuff. Yeah, I like the movie theater. Ah, I got to mention my movie that I'm going to see uh, uh, this weekend, and I think you already know what it is. Sly Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> Escape Plan. Woo! Do you know how much? Yeah, do you know how much Lifetime shit I had to watch? To get my wife to go to this. <laughs> right, guys? You know what I mean? You had a barter, right? You got to give up the Lifetime movies. And like, like we want to watch Lifetime. Right? You know, they want to send your bullock on Lifetime. Yeah, I'd rather jump in the tub with a hairdryer. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, every movie has Tory Spelling. It's every, every other every yeah, movie. They do. Starring Tory Spelling. Next oh, week, we have I Was Raped by the Mexican Guy, starring Tori <laughs> Spelling. You know, and it, right, and it's all, you know, like, everybody knows it's a standard that they hate men. On, on, and, oh, and yes. it, if I watch four movies, I hate men. I'm, I can't even play softball. Throw the ball a second. I can't. You're a man. man. <laughs> Yo, I saw one that had aliens in it, and the, the alien was a guy, and it was pissed at him. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? It's like this man hate. It is. It is. But, but well, I built up my equity to see uh, Escape Plan. Which, and this is not a spoiler, I haven't seen this, but I saw uh, Stallone, okay, who is a prison, a guy who breaks out of prisons for a living. That's his job, which, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you major in to get that, or I've <laughs> who, never... Who pays you? I, I don't know. I've never, have you ever seen? I've never seen that job anywhere. The, the guy who escapes prisons to see how good they are. That's his job, okay? And he goes into this prison that's, you know, they want him to test, I guess, and... And, and he can't get out for whatever reason. <laughs> and he finds Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's a prisoner, and they are going to break out together, which with two minds like that. <laughs> I mean, what could go right? wrong? Hour well, 45, bum, out. <laughs> what could go wrong? And, and they sh- did you see the previews to this? I love that when they were both sitting there at the table. They only should like a snippet. That's why I can't wait to hear the entire. Because it's like, what, what Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sly, when they you know, all right, we got to get out of this prison. Yeah, I'm going to go first. I got a plan. All right, follow the plan, right? What the plan? All right, there's a wall out there. We got to get over What there. the wall? <laughs> Is there a chopper involved? All right, first we got to get out of the bar. All right, this is what we're going to do. All right, we're going to fake like we're having prison sex, all right? What about the chopper? Don't worry about this, yeah. 
Let's practice your orgasm. We gotta get up. We gotta fake it. Let's go. Let's escape. Let's escape, Arnold. Let's escape. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> get out of here! I can't wait. You know, I'm all over it. Fifty cents in the movie too. He should be in that movie. Well, he is in it. He's in it. He's, a, he's, he's a, an escape he, plan. You just oh man, I'm going right after the show now. Now you we got everybody. We got Arnold and and uh, Stallone being the geniuses behind the escape plan. Yeah, of course, cent, yeah. Fifty Cent is the tech guru. How the fuck? <laughs> Who was fucking cast in this movie? Because that's huh? some. You guys. Yo, this shit's crazy, man. Three Mensa guys together. Yo, he's like, yo, I don't know how to break this code. You understand? <laughs> like, what the fuck? I don't know, man. Half the movie. Is it 50 Cent or 50 Cent? Where yo, it's it? 50, yo. <laughs> yo, it's 50. So you get it right. Yo, it's 50. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, well, that, you know. We're, we're going to see a, a ton of these movies going to be hitting us, right? All the big big blockbuster kind of movies and popcorn movies and stuff because holiday season, right, is here. We, we know that, right? Got Halloween, Thanksgiving, you know, Christmas, New Year. All the, we're, ready for the, we're ready for the run, right? Got, the, got our credit cards prepared. The whole deal's already for the run. Yeah, you know that. And you know what? It's interesting, too. We have to get ourselves mentally prepared for the families, right? Yes. Got to get ready. We'll always have... You know, whether you're married or not, you have a girlfriend. It's, it's, it, well, girlfriends, guys, we really gotta, you know, you gotta really dig in. And, and when you're married, you get to roll your eyes anyway. Go, go. <laughs> you're not married, like, oh yeah, let's go. It's be great. <laughs> and there's always that, that surprise, like, relative. You know, you guys, your families, and I know you, have, you guys know what I'm saying, right? I mean, yeah. you guys. Yeah, we all, we all yeah. feel it. I don't, know why, I don't know who started it for uncles, but I don't know why they're, they have such a bad reputation. They're either perverts, <laughs> or they're drunks, or they're weird. Like, it's nobody else. It's always the uncle that gets the brunt of it. I don't it know, someone started that. My, yeah, and, 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 <laughs> well, you know, every, every year, every I'm year. I'm an uncle, that's why. And you're I'm an uncle I'm now. Now, you're that uncle. Yeah, I guess I'm oh, the dude. Shit, I'm, I'm my uncle guy. too. That's yeah, a weird dude. uncle, man. Or, yeah. I got a nice uncle, the cool uncle. Just I, got an, I, got, I do got an all-star uncle out there that I, that I met a few years ago. I just, I, I just like, you know, because every year, like I say, there's always a surprise relative, like a surprise in the draft, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's an all-star relative. And believe me, I have some all-stars. I mean, my wife and I, we've great, you know, love our families and everything, you know. And, uh, but, but they do. But, yeah, it's funny. My, you know, every once in a while, there'll be a new one. And this, you, you don't even believe this. This is a true story. My wife, it's a couple years ago. My wife uh, has Aunt Jo and Uncle Smoke. Uncle Smoke's Aunt Jo's uh, son. Uh, she's in her 90s. Smoke's like in her 60s. And talks to Aunt Jo. Jo's a, Aunt Jo's a sweet lady. You know, a really nice lady. One of, she lives in Frederick, Maryland. So I didn't see her yet. I talked to her. My wife talked to her a lot, you know, through the years. Finally, so Jimmy, Aunt Joe's in her night. Let's get down holidays. Let's get down and see Aunt Joe and Uncle Smoke in Frederick, Maryland. They live in a little trailer park there and stuff. And I said, okay, sure, I'm in. So we drive, we drive there. And I, uh, I'm all excited and everything to meet Aunt Joe and, and Uncle Smoke and get to her trailer. And uh, she's standing there. And there was a door and, and there was this dog and the dog was a Boston Terrier, full of muscle, like, like he worked out, was on HGH. <laughs> he had, like, triceps and stuff. 
and his name was Chippy. And the moment that Aunt Jo opened the door, Chippy began to hump my leg. I mean really violent humping on the shin. Like my, my shin had been to prison for five years and Chippy just saw it first time. So Chippy really going at it. And out of nowhere, Aunt Jo had a fly swatter, this big red fly Like a ninja. Like a ninja. She went, hit it. Hit Chippy. And she went, Chippy. That's how she'd say it. Chippy. <laughs> Chippy got a little smack. Do it again. Chippy. <laughs> and Chippy would run. And I'm like, oh my God, that fly swatter is gold. And I'm not making this up. For three days, Chippy humped me. Ten hours a day. If Ancho had the fly swatter, I'm done. If you have it, he's away. If not, I'm not kidding. It was one night I was actually watching a football game, and I got used to it. He was on my shoulder just hitting me, just humping me, like right here going. <laughs> so, he was too strong. So, and and I, you know, Aunt Jo would hand me a fly swatter sometime. I'd, I'd smack it and stuff like that. So, so, so I got the, you know, I swear, I'd be in a bedroom. In the morning, I'd open the door and Chippy be there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you will give me that ass, yeah, Jimmy Crab. Thought you can get away from me, bitch. <laughs> yeah, thought, no, like, Chippy! Chippy! <laughs> but, uh, yeah, fly swatter. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to add this since we're talking. This is all 100% true. There was one night, Aunt Jo can't hear her well, and she's sitting in a chair. And I'm sitting on the sofa, and Hetty, my wife, is laying on the floor real nice like this. And she's like, you know, her stomach, she's looking up, and she's talking to Aunt Joe real nice. And, 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 I, and out of nowhere, Chippy comes. And, and for whatever reason, not the lefty, loved my right shoulder. So Chippy's going to town on me. Really going to town. I see the fly swatter over by Aunt Joe, And it's like in those movies, I'm trying to reach over. I'm like, you know what I mean? It's like. But well, you don't want to interrupt the dog. Everything's in the balance, yeah. So, I mean, he's got me pinned a bit, you know. And I, and I just, and I finally I get it. I grab it. I grab it. It's right by chair. And I, boom, I hit it, you know. Chippy! And he, and he runs. Scurries. And as he scurries away, I'm getting it together. And, and Aunt Joe kind of turns and starts talking to me. Well, about five minutes go by, and all of a sudden, I hear Hetty muffled under a pillow. You hear, look <laughs> <laughs> Chippy's on her back, banging the back of her head. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Hetty. And her little arms up like this. I handed it over to her. I handed the swatter up. So the the way way that we get started, it was kind of wild. You know, Uncle Smoke, who looked like Dave from Wendy's. Yeah, the guy who's in, right? Looks just like him. Could be his double. And he had a hat that he'd always wear said smoke anywhere he went. <laughs> and he smoked. Always <laughs> cigarette in his hand. Always smoke. Yeah, it was his hand was like molded into that cigarette. <laughs> and in a talk like this. About 60, smooth talk like this. And, uh, and he had an interesting family. Um, nice people that he wanted to, to, me to meet. It was the first day after getting attacked by Chippy. Later in the day, smoke... You know, comes out, Jimmy, I want to meet my family. And in one of his sons, uh, Melvin, had just got out of a five-year uh, prison stint. Yeah, and Melvin, he, he warned me, let me tell you, Melvin, he didn't know that drug dealer was asleep when that fire started in that house. <laughs> <laughs> First words. 
Like, really? That happens. <laughs> Who knows? Drug dealers just sleep through things. <laughs> so we're, <laughs> we're going around Frederick, showing me all this stuff, Civil War stuff. And we're with his entire family, okay? And they're all there. And we're, at the end of the night, it's, you know you're at someone's house and you're really tired, but, but, and you want to go to bed, but you can't be rude. Well, all, you know, his whole family's there. Smoke, there's Melvin, his cousins, his other sons, whatever. They're, all, they're like 10 of us in Australia. Aunt Joe's fixing some food or whatever. And they're all sitting there. I'm nodding off headies. And I are sitting there. I'm like, you're being nice, but you keep telling stories. At one point, Smoke and Melvin decide to get into a fight <laughs> over who had it worse. <laughs> in line. And, and all of a sudden, you hear a, you know what, Melvin, you think you had it bad. Let me tell you about me. What about Dolores leaving me? What about the restaurant closing? Then I killed that lady. <laughs> then the tax thing. <laughs> then the car problem. Yeah, he keeps going. And Mary, I, 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 I was like fucking caffeine. Like, <laughs> and I'm processing. I'm like, did he? Did smoke just me? <laughs> he killed a lady? <laughs> and I... I could, Hedy never heard this. I, and that was even scarier. because I'm like, Hedy, do you... No. Like, that voice like, no. I'm not. It's like, Hedy and her. So I'm like, really? So, so we're in bed. It's real dark. And I'm like, Hedy, do you know anything about this killed lady? <laughs> like, no. And I'm thinking, is smoke going to come kill us as a serial killer? <laughs> <laughs> My part of the holiday kill. I like, just threw it out. So I said, I got to ask him. I got to ask him about this the next day. I can't, I can't wait. So it's like 730 in the morning. So he comes over for breakfast. I'm telling you, he didn't even get his coffee or his cigarette. And I'm all over. I'm like, Smoke, did you kill a lady? And Smoke goes, oh, yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, what happened? He goes, well, Jimmy. It was raining, and I was in my car, and we were over down by Moore Park. You know, park over there is pretty winding. And it, she was 98 years old, deaf, dumb, and blind. She had a caretaker, Jimmy, and she wandered away from the caretaker. Caretaker should have been watching her better. They should have a, a rope or something. They should, deaf, dumb, and blind, Jimmy, 98. She wandered on the road when I made the band there, and, and I'll tell you what, and I hit her, and, her, and her, she came up onto the hood. Him in and then her little face <laughs> was in the windshield. <laughs> right hand of God, he said this. He goes, I'll tell you what, I couldn't drive again for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, <laughs> two weeks, wow, <laughs> the trauma it took it hard. Took it hard. Got back on the road again, though. But yeah, so yeah, meeting the relatives, it, it could be could be very interesting. You know, you, you have you have to get through it. So, yes. Yeah, so. Swag. That's right. How about uh, we uh, change things up a little bit and let's go with Twisted Sports with Mike Wysocki. All right, thank you. Well, we are right in the middle of the NFL football season, and it's all about the rivalries. We just had Game One of Two. And what has become one of the best NFL rivalries, and I, of course, talking about the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So here's the tale. 
Here's the tale of the tape for Baltimore versus Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was recently voted the number one city in America to live in. Baltimore was recently acknowledged as the number one city for heroin use. Just depends what you like. If you like comfortable, affordable living or nodding off in a flop house and puking on yourself. I'm not judging. I'm just saying those are both facts. The Steelers were named after hardworking inhabitants of the city who worked crazy hours in dangerous conditions to earn a living for their family. The Ravens were named after a poem. <laughs> kind of cool, I guess. But here's Edgar Allan Poe's Baltimore connection. Wasn't born there. Wasn't raised there, didn't produce his major works there. That was in Boston and Philadelphia. His connection to Pittsburgh, he moved to Baltimore to bang his first cousin and eventually died from alcoholism. So he went to Baltimore to die. So they claim him as their own, even though he's not from there. Uh, famous, Pittsburgh, famous Pittsburgh football players, too many to name, Joe Montana, Curtis Martin, Tony Dorsett, Mike Ditka, and I did the research for this for Jimmy, I looked through a list of them, and the only ones I ever heard of from Baltimore are Sean Landetta and Doug Flutie, a fucking punter and a jockey-sized quarterback who had one good college season, that's it. <laughs> thanks, Baltimore, thanks for adding that to football history, that is it. <laughs> Pittsburgh is the steel city, Baltimore Charm City, a name they made up in the 70s to enhance its image. But the St. Louis Arch, the Golden Gate Bridge, and the Empire State Building weren't made with charm. Uh, the most famous actor from the 80s in Pittsburgh, Michael Keaton. Most famous actor in the 80s from Baltimore, David Hasselhoff. <laughs> Advantage Pittsburgh, I would say there. <laughs> Best pop singer from Baltimore, Tori Amos. Best pop singer from Pittsburgh, Christina Aguilera. Only one of them is still relevant. Yeah. <laughs> another, another advantage, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh enjoys Primanti Brothers sandwiches and watching Zambelli fireworks. Baltimore enjoys eating crab cakes and watching homicides. Again, depends. <laughs> depends on what you like. In baseball, the Pirates and Orioles have faced each other twice in the World Series and the Pirates won both times in Game 7, both times in Baltimore. In 1995, the Steelers were headed to their fifth Super Bowl. In 1995, the Ravens were the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> I know. <It's> crazy. <laughs> Unfortunately, the Steelers did lose that Super Bowl thanks to Neil O'Donnell, who went to the University of Maryland. We gave them Johnny Unitas. <laughs> they gave us Neil O'Donnell. <laughs> So the bottom line is the Steelers have six Super Bowl trophies and the Ravens too. But to be fair to the Ravens, they weren't around when the Super Bowl started in 1966. So you have to add the Super Bowls that they won as the Cleveland Browns, and that brings the total to two. <laughs> so a great city rivalry, but from my point of view, decidedly one-sided. And that's it. For, that's the tale of the tape for Pittsburgh versus Baltimore. Their crab cake's are all right, but other than that, it's pretty much one-sided in favor of Pittsburgh. Yeah. Mike Wasaki! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, genius. Great job. Uh, well, uh, we have to take uh, just a, a real quick break. A word from one of our, our sponsors here. <laughs> Tonight on the Food Network. It's the show everyone's talking about. Baking Bad. 
starring Walter White and Samuel L. Jackson. Begging Bad is must-see TV. Tonight, um, uh, Jesse, I may mean Sam, and I will show you how to uh, bake a quiche Lorraine. <laughs> oh, Walter White bringing out the big guns. Keith Lorraine. Uh, yes. Um, uh, Keith Lorraine uh, uh, is a combination of eggs and cheese, and they form particles that bring ion production to solidify uh, the eggs. It's a simple but uh, beautiful, beautiful uh, uh, chemical process. Yes! Science, Mr. White! Science! Baking bad. (laughs) It's Walter White and Sam Jackson doing what they do best kick up a storm. Cook cook up a storm. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, uh, this is uh, uh, going to be nice. Uh, First, you you crack the eggs uh, in the bowl like this. It's going to take about. Six eggs, I would say. Six eggs in all um, to formulate this quiche Lorraine. Hold on. Hey, Walter. You're getting some shells in the bowl. That's dangerous. <laughs> Sam, I beat the eggs. I am the danger. Whoa, that's some scary shit. When you get the look and that voice and that tone going on, Chill out, Walter, you crazy motherfucker. Chill out. (laughs) Tell that bitch to be cool. Vince Gilligan has done it again. Don't miss Baking Bad tonight only on the Food Network. What's my name? Heisenbake. What's my name? (laughs) Heisenbake. You're goddamn right it is. <laughs> oh god! The shit we come up with. Oh god, I know. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss Breaking Bad. That was a great show. Wasn't it a great show? There's some great shows. Yeah, I miss Weeds too. I watch. Yeah, Ralph the Cat and I watch Weeds all the time. I'm gonna change my name to Bot, wouldn't you? I'm gonna burn one, dude. Strange story. We're talking about some of the stories happening this week and what went on this week. Is, uh, did you, I, this was so bizarre, I thought. Uh, there was an endangered uh, Israeli eagle that fell prey uh, to the terrorist Hezbollah, an eagle. And what happened was, according to the story, you know, a, a wildlife person had the eagle tagged with some kind of transmitter, and the guy, the terrorist, the idiot, thought it, the eagle was a spy. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, no, you idiot. We tagged. It. But what the whole fucking stupid. I'm imagine, you know, so we got them. We got a spy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, we did. Put him with the little panda bear he got last month. <laughs> that sounds a little paranoid. Like, I don't like the way that fucking squirrel's looking at me. Let's just shoot that thing. <laughs> He's on their t- He's on their side. <laughs> I and it's endangered. Yeah, it was an endangered eagle, too. But that's the first thing. It's a spy. Yo, that interrogation was probably hilarious. <laughs> it's like, where is he? Ha! <laughs> where is he? Ha! <laughs> the fact that they were gloating at all, too, at one point, thinking they got a spy eagle. You know, it's like, take that, infantile. 
<laughs> you cannot stop us with your ego nor your pigeon. Dumbass terrorist. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, well, hey, you know, we made the news this week, Pittsburgh, which was kind of exciting. Uh, did you see the story where the teacher uh, who, acts, who actually was a part-time, I guess a substitute teacher in Pittsburgh. Yeah. You know this one, right? <laughs> Took heroin before his class and passed out. <laughs> yeah, I know, really. <laughs> Just boom, passed out. They found the heroin in his car, I guess, and the weed and everything. It's like, what a great time. My nun, Sister Mary Charles Bronson, never did that shit. <laughs> I would have liked my nuns to do heroin, actually. Would have mellowed them out. Plus, he's a substitute teacher. He doesn't even have the job yet. Yeah, you wait till you're protected exactly. by the union before you shoot up. And he used to be excited when you had a substitute teacher because it's going to be a slow day and you're not going to do anything, but that's ridiculous. It is. <laughs> oh, it was real slow. Yeah, real exactly. slow. I have a feeling the homie was from Baltimore. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> Heroin, the wire, I'm just thinking Baltimore. <laughs> what was he teaching? Okay, okay, guys, we're going to show you how to find a good man. <laughs> it, was, it was probably nodding off in between two plus two is a <laughs> four. Like what? Yeah. Today I want to teach you how to kill scabs. <laughs> Why are all these cafeteria spoons burned up? What's going on? <laughs> I, n- I never saw that Mr. Carter episode with the teacher on heroin. <laughs> oh, oh, Mr. Carter, can I shoot up between my toes? <laughs> Epstein cannot Wait. come to school. His smack was stepped on. <laughs> Epstein is not coming. <laughs> oh, man. I- you know what it is? It's time for another break. We have, we, have to, we have to catch up here on what's going on with Brian Gumbel in Real Sports on HBO for you. I'm Brian Gumbel tonight on Real Sports. I talked to Ortega Montero, the greatest bullfighter in Mexico. He's fought and killed 127 bulls in the last four years. His secret... He uses an AK-47. <laughs> I had a chance to catch up with him at his mansion in Mexico City, Mexico. Ortega, why an AK-47? The bull is a very dangerous animal. I have great respect for his broad shoulders and big penis. When you come face to face with a bull, he looks at you. <laughs> with a constipated Tom Coughlin look. You know it is either him or you. I found the AK-47 to be much more efficient than just a red cape and a little sword. Or take him. What does it mean? What does it mean to be the greatest bullfighter? In modern day history, what does it mean to be that? The greatest. Yo demo, Mike. But is that It is a dream I had since a little boy. <laughs> I feel great satisfaction every time I take my red cape off to challenge the bull. <laughs> Just before I mow him down with my gun. Then I get a lot of pussy. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
Is our takeout more? Is our takeout Montero happy? Are you happy? I'm very happy. Bullfighting is a wonderful tradition. It's the only way of life I do. Any other job would be bullshit. Ha 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 Now I must leave. I'm getting more pussy. <laughs> Thank you. Ortega, Ortega Montero, the greatest bullfighter in Mexico. He plans to one day realize his lifetime dream of taking out two bulls with a bazooka. I'm Brian Gumbel. This is Real Sports. Join us next week as our own Andrea Kramer talks to Lamar Odom about his nightmarish journey of living with a chubby Kardashian. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Brian Gumbel, this is Real Sports. Terry and I have been waiting to do that all day. <laughs> yeah, my Spanish is great. <laughs> I learned it some up down there, yeah. Yeah, from the kids selling chicklets. We yeah. Could, yeah, I like to be the translator. That is very good. Great Spanish job. <laughs> it's always very crazy because nice. they'll, they'll do like a, a super long sentence and it'll just really be two words. It will, I know. I could have been like, My house is big. Like, what? <laughs> Thank you. Know, you. You'd have to be tempted to, to say different things, wouldn't you? Like, you know, saying something nice or something. He says you are an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what. Now it's time for a special feature on our show. You saw part of it in Mikey's act, and he does from time to time on our show, and we love when he does this. How about Mike Wysocki? And now I've seen everything. There's a few more I couldn't really say on TV, but uh, look, I was, you heard the premise. I haven't seen everything. But have you ever seen a tattooed right-wing Jewish construction worker who overtips? You ever see that? <laughs> <laughs> How about a lesbian couple that both have long hair and one of them's not angry all the time? You ever see that? <laughs> How about a poorly dressed Mormon at a gay wedding who just wrecked his bike because he's drunk? You ever see that? <laughs> How about the bearded lady at the circus giving a mustache ride to a clown with a sad face? Picture it, working the neck and the tear running down. Just in a few more things. They, you haven't seen everything. <laughs> Mike Wysocki. Uh, I've seen everything. Oh, I love that, Mikey. I love that, man. Well, I tell you what, this is gonna, some weird thing to see. Uh, I read that, you know, back to some of the news stories going on this week. Uh, in Washington, they, at the Air and Space Museum, they unveiled, did you see this, uh, the, 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 the real bionic man. They, have a, they built a bionic man. It looks nothing like Lee Majors. It's a big, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a big robot, like a, a bionic guy, and they're all proud of that bionic man. And it's just, but it's just so strange that we're getting to that point, isn't it, that we're going to have, like, bionic people walking around? Is that what this is all about? It's a, that'd be, I don't know if I like that or not. I'm not sure. Part of me likes it, part of me doesn't. I don't know. What do you guys I don't know, man. I, it's, it's scary, especially when you see all those movies where robots just fuck everything up. Yeah, you know they I mean? just like beat Terminator you up. and uh, Skynet, yeah. you know, the whole they thing. They turn on you. Oh, they always turn. At robot. You can't trust everything. a robot. You kick them in the balls and you hurt your foot. I mean, it's just <laughs> not doing any good. <laughs> and you know, we, right, as as the first thing you think of Bionic Man, and we're, you know, everyone's out there, you know, in the back of your mind, you're thinking, I wonder how big the Bionic Dick is, right? <laughs> <laughs> how big is the Bionic Penis on the Bionic Man? <laughs> Bion- that- they had to build it. <laughs> It's a bionic man. It's a bionic man. He had to so build it. He had to, uh, it's bi- bionic. bionic balls. Yeah. Bionic balls. Exactly. 
it, you know, it's, it's impressive. Do they still give them nipples? <laughs> I think so. Oh, yeah, they just show like right. the neck up the picture. Yeah, just they, like you know, little they head. have guns and the nipples. Yeah, where they yeah. gave them glasses? Why would I mean? Come on, somebody's <laughs> well, let's make them have twenty eighty vision. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I don't know <laughs> why. Can't see real well. <laughs> yeah, so let's make them not see real well. <laughs> I don't know if it's me or does Bionic Dick sound like a techno song you hear in a club somewhere? They'd be it's like real loud. They'd be like Bionic Dick. <laughs> Welcome to the future. Like, what's, it's bionic dick. What's that, what's that squeaking noise? Well, it's the bionic masturbation going in the room. Don't go in there! Bionic dick. He's looking at, he's looking at car and driver and whacking off. I'm going to blast that. I'm going to make that. That's a hit. Bionic dick. Is that bionic a new dick. song? It's going to be released? the number one song. There in it the is. Let's, let's do it. Bionic dick. Yeah. <laughs> bionic dick. Starring it. Sorry, Jim Crane, no restrictions, and the crowd at the Pittsburgh Improv. That's right, all of us. We're going to get, we'll get Wiz Khalifa involved. we get everybody involved. <laughs> Snoop Dogg, right? Yeah, you know? Snoop, he loves it. Yeah, my bionic dick. My bionic dick is black and yellow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bionic dick. <laughs> I quit. I'm terrible. Uh, <laughs> like, that kid thinks about bionic balls. Well, no, it's the first we No did. homo. <laughs> That's a bionic man when we say that. Yeah, right? No, no, no homo. No homo. No homo. Yeah, we're... <laughs> I don't know. The point, you know, we like it, though. Think about it. It gets to the point, you know, it's be commercial and we'll all have our own bionic guy hanging. It would be kind of fun and always like and blame shit on him. <laughs> like, why, why were you drinking all night? Uh, bionic Bob. <laughs> <laughs> you know him. He <laughs> <laughs> won't stop. <laughs> yeah, he broke up with a toaster. And he's all sad. <laughs> Drank all the oil in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> That's what would bionic wife be like? You know what? They did, the bionic man, they need a bionic woman, right? They would need one. Yeah. yeah. All the perverts would love that. Huh? <laughs> like, yeah, they, they, yeah, yes, we do. <laughs> they would love it until she starts turning more human. <laughs> yeah, the dolls. Like, where have you been? <laughs> where have you been? Where is my money? Where is bills need paid? Bills it, need paid. It, I need my nails done. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Nails. It is garbage night. It is garbage night. <laughs> you left the trash, and you are not giving me good bionic dick. <laughs> you will not get bionic light. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Take dirty underwear off floor. I'll put my bionic foot up here at bionic head. <laughs> <laughs> get ugly. Bionic fight. Come on. Bionic fight. Right. <laughs> Nah, we'd be all right. Will Smith would come in and save the day. He always does in any kind of war. Yo, he always all does. Worse. Always Him and does. Arnold. Arnold and Will. Yeah. They, they save the day. They save the day. You know, Robocop. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Hey, um, you know what? One of the things about our show, and we, we love it, you know, you listen, it's all, it's, all, it's all guys and stuff, you know, but we, we want to, every once in a while, got to have a girl's point of view on the show, right? Yeah. yeah. Indeed. Yeah, so that's why we're going to bring out our, we have a special guest for you tonight the show is a very funny young lady and you may recognize her she's been on mtv and like shows like road rules and a few other shows on mtv and she's a real nice girl really funny Susie meister let's see Susie, come on up join the show hey Susie. Hey, Susie. Hello, boys. Good to see hey, you. Hey, Susie. Finally, a girl. Finally. To give us <laughs> yes. a... Well, we want to... Yeah, we need perspective on the bionic woman and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to follow the bionic dick, but... <laughs> 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 Thanks. <laughs> closer. The bionic dick is a closer. 
Seriously, MTV and all that stuff. And you know what? I like that you're, you're like us. We travel around, do stand-up. You, you, your home is Pittsburgh, though. You live here. Right. Last time mm-hmm. I was at the Improv, actually, I did uh, an opening act, and I was nine months pregnant. Yeah. I thought it was going to be great. Like, it's built-in jokes because it's so disgusting, but <laughs> um, it did not go well. So I'm hoping tonight I can redeem myself. We have to for your baby. How old's your baby now? He's 16 months. 16 months. So, awesome. yeah. Yeah, it's all good. He turned out okay despite the poor performance that night. He's going to remind you on birthdays. You know, Mom, you bombed that night. I know. <laughs> I'm so glad there's no video of it because I would really, I'd run it every time he, you know, had a birthday just to remind him of how horrible it was. You should have just right there because you weren't because we all bomb. All, everyone bombs. It's part of life. It's part of the game. It's Ooh. part of doing stand up. Yeah. Believe me, I got the story. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we got. Yeah. I mean, I got. Look, I look pregnant. I was pregnant. But I bomb. But uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a rough thing. Apparently, guys. women think that it's beautiful and not something to joke about, and men don't get the joke. So when I would do jokes about pregnancy, there was a woman in the front row that was like, "It's beautiful." <laughs> How dare you! That I would point out the things about it that are not so right. Beautiful. Oh, so she was heckling you. She was heckling. She me. was like, "Wow, yes. I can't believe that." Yes, I don't know how you get back to that. Right? It's a miracle. What's wrong with you? So I was just <laughs> stunned. You should just look and go. My water broke. Yeah, I'm in labor. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I gotta ride go. me right now. Well, well not, when I, you're, you know, it's so funny. It, the thing I like about your, your, your humor, your stand-up, and it's, it's real, it's a bit unveiling, and you talk about, you know, your father and AA and all that kind of stuff in your act. It's kind of yes. it's well, interesting. It's, it's a, cause comedy and tragedy, very thin line. That's what we were talking about before the show is how fostering dysfunctional familial problems can be for comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, what if you grew up in a really functional, loving home? I mean, you wouldn't be funny be, at oh. all. Right? <laughs> Horrible. Yeah. Right. So Pittsburgh families are good for that. And You'd be Al Gore is what you think. <laughs> <laughs> and then, as I told you also, I did, I've done seven reality shows, which is great for comedy also because... Oh, the characters you'd meet, right, on the reality shows? How much is, how much is real? How much is edited on, on the reality shows that you've done? Well, I mean, as you can imagine, I was cast as the angry black man. <laughs> um, no, I, that, that's why I didn't get the role. I, I didn't get it. <laughs> Every time you stole your job. No, Susie, I was eighteen. I was eighteen when I was cast, and I was the virginal Christian, naive. This was back when Clinton was in office. It was many moons ago when they would cast different kinds of I will do everything (laughs) I can to change Susie from being the virginal. (laughs) It seems like like reality TV doesn't have a lot of characters now. There's like one character, and it's just outrageous. Everybody has to be a character. A role. You can't break that role. Yeah, back when I was on it, there were different characters, and... I was just wide-eyed and excited to did, do did it. Did they all? Did they? Did everyone on the shows think they were going to be big stars? From the- For sure. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. They get, all get right up on the mic, sorry, huh? They all think they're Brad Pitt, Angie, Jolie. Really? And, to that extent? Yeah, it's bad. It gets ugly. It, but funny. Right? Hey, walk in. Yeah, I, I ate a cockroach. Right. <laughs> well, so the and they even though you kind of forget that the cameras are there, there's this element that you realize that the more outrageous you are, the more airtime you'll get. So it sort of encourages bad behavior. So it pushes you to be the next Puck or whatever that was. Absolutely. Right. Puck? 
Yeah. It was back in our see, day, I'm talking. Right? I remember him. You know, it's like, Jesus, yes. that's how crazy this guy was. So, so you, you just, have to outdo so that. you were just, you were probably thinking, I am gonna have <laughs> sex on camera <laughs> and get the lead. Right. I will break the roll, the virgin roll. <laughs> <It's like, laughs> well, and I always kept thinking, my mom is gonna see this. You know, I don't understand. Well, that was a good role you had. Though, not have parents. Yeah, but you didn't have to do my bad things though, because you no. had the good role. I was okay. You were cast as a good guy. Yeah, I'm Pittsburgh, so we got to keep it clean. Oh, damn right. You right? know. We are in a berg. Oh, yeah. People would hold me accountable. Like, if I go out, people are like, what were you thinking? Yeah. Like, they're not, you Pittsburghers get aren't going to let you just act no, like a fool. No, no. Then you'd get, you'd get one, you're like, don't worry, honey, don't worry. I was a stripper like, oh, for eight years. that girl from that show? That's what I am. I'm the girl from that show. I know it's like. I was stripping for years, not Edison. I know it's like. People staring at you. Wondering what that rash is. <laughs> Ain't right. Ain't Pittsburgh right. strippers. No, you don't want to do bad stuff because they will, yeah, it's not good. Not Next good. thing you know, you're the bionic dick. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know it's interesting. Uh, you learn about you. Uh, as soon as you are studying, uh, you're working your doctorate uh, at University of Pittsburgh in uh, religion. Right. Is, you know, right. interesting for... Right. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah. <laughs> no, congratulations. I, I, I studied at Indiana yeah. University of Pennsylvania, and I, saw, I didn't major in, I prayed for my grades all the time. <laughs> That's pretty much the same thing. Please, God. Please. Yeah, I'm getting my PhD at Pitt in religious studies. This is my act of rebellion That's... because my family's like blue collar Pittsburgh. It's like, you don't need an education. You're fine. We got through it. You will too. So I'm like, I'm going to go to my doctorate and I'll show you. But yeah, it's just fascinating. It, like, religion, I, I'm never sick of it. And everyone wants to tell me their story, you know? You'd you'd meet my mom Lou. <gasps> Lou's Lou. uh, yeah, Lou's around eighty. Uh, her she's you know typical Pittsburgh mom idea. Of breakfast is uh, Winston and a Dr Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> but Lou, we're strict Catholic. Lou's you know really heavy into it, you know, and she <laughs> thinks she has a doctorate in religion. She would she, like she'll call. With, she knows like you know everything. Like you know, okay, swearing, being your saint. <laughs> well, I just Swear taught, twice, mortal shit. <laughs> I taught a course at Pitt that was exclusively for seniors. So it, you had to be 55 or older to take the class. There was a guy that was 100 years old in my class. Oh, my God. Wow, I hope right? he made it. Did he graduate? <laughs> yes. He's like, that's where's he the party? Eternity <laughs> <laughs> party. I was oh, really wow. proud of him. But it was difficult. Give me what? An A for being alive. Just for making it. Just for making it. Just for surviving. That's all I could get a doctor. I have to wait till if I can make it old. And if I live, can I get it? Then I'm getting a a job. Yes. That's just what he's he's in a workforce now. Uh God damn it, a 104 year old in this economy with a college degree can't get work. There's, a, there's actually a guy in my department that he's getting his PhD, and he's a Sri Lankan Buddhist monk. Oh, yes. Yeah, and I nice. asked him, because, you know, they take mm-hmm. similarly a vow of poverty and things like that. Yeah. I asked him if he had ever gone to a fancy restaurant, and he said no, but he had seen one once, and it was called the Olive Garden. Ooh, that <laughs> is fancy. Hey man, I, I, I pretty much it. I yeah. put that up on my level. Yeah, too. In Pittsburgh, that, I mean, Olive Garden. Oh, yes, do not fuck with the Olive Garden, my friend. <laughs> The bread sticks look great. 
<laughs> you will see Nirvana with that salad thing, or you can eat. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic stuff. Very nice, very nice. I should tell you, though, on my um, reality experience, that mm-hmm. you're not allowed to cross the line with the crew. So my, I happen to marry my sound guy. That's crossing the line. Scandalous, right? <laughs> you're not well, even I mean, allowed I mean, cross, to I mean, you had to cross to... the line to get there, yeah. It's a, yeah. That's pretty wild. You probably were voted least likely to get married at the beginning, being the virginal, you know. <laughs> right, right. Now I'm the girl that, like, marries the crew member. But at least, you know, That's we good. made it legit. But, yeah, you're not allowed to talk to Well, how did this happen? Of... Well, you got to tell us. on the last show that I did, we were in Thailand, and there was this guy who I thought was dreamy. And since they can't talk to you... You can create who they are in your mind. Okay. And, they, like, you guys can't ruin it, right? Mm-hmm. So you guys, like, if you're silent, you right. can be my dream guy. Right. So, so he had a bionic dick. That's, <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> he had a bionic dick. And then when and they, yeah, I know, and they open their mouths and go, Hey, you want to go to 7-Eleven get a scratch off? <laughs> <laughs> and like, and a hot dog. No, but I thought. No, but I, I lasted the whole time. I didn't get voted off. So at the rap party, I went up to him and I was like, are you ready for this? And he was like, yep. And we've been together ever since. And it turns out he's British and I didn't even know. Wait, wait, wait. That's the, that's the, wait, that's oh, the line. Day. I was going to say, wow, you've been married him all this time. Didn't know. <laughs> One day he said, what no. do you want for breakfast? Chill, yeah. During the ta- During the filming, I just made up who he was in my mind. Yeah. And, and then he it became... turned out he was fantastic in the end. Luckily. That's awesome. Yeah. But did, that's the line that you used? Are you ready for this? Yes. That's and what you said, said I am ready. He said, I'm ready for this. Oh, that's Those the... British guys get laid all the time. Shit, that never worked for me. <laughs> yeah, because right? with a British accent. It's that accent, man. It's like, just like you know, yeah, the James Bond. Kind of, right, girls? It's true. Right? It's true. He can say anything and sound polite. Really? Yes. That's the thing. Like, Even uh, when oh, we're fighting, want, I'm like, he's such a gentleman. Yeah, uh, excuse me. Uh, uh, you're right. Excuse me. I just farted. <laughs> Cheerio. <laughs> but he works now. He's a sound guy on that show, Dance Moms. Have you seen the show? I love Dance yeah, Moms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh right? show. It's the greatest. Pittsburgh show. I want to, yeah, yeah. We're getting into reality here in Pittsburgh. Oh, Finally. Yes. yes. Finally. So, I mean, the good thing. Oh, I want Pittsburgh Housewives real bad. <gasps> yeah, that would be good. Dream come true. Why aren't we doing that? <laughs> I got two oh. shows. Just keep it in the room. I don't want stealing it. Pittsburgh Housewives. Yeah, Real Housewives and Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, we got to do, I think it'd be great, yeah. Deadliest Carp. Thank you. <laughs> no. Six weeks in a fishing boat in Allegheny. <laughs> now, Pittsburgh Housewives would be good. Pittsburgh Housewives would be fun. That'd be real. Funny. That'd oh, be real. The real Housewives. Yeah. yeah. That would, right? I went down and got me a scratch. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I got $100, cash. <laughs> I hung my stockings on a line. You took him, you fucker. <laughs> cigarettes and house coats. That'd be pretty sweet. Right? Yeah, cigarettes and house coats, man. Mm-hmm. You know, they always try to, out, you know, they all try to outdo themselves in the other house. Like, we kill them. This is my knockoff Louis Vuitton, motherfucker. <laughs> Got it, Dan Homewood. <laughs> I've been hearing the rumor that there's going to be a real world in Pittsburgh for years and years and years, but maybe this could be... We could start it. Yeah, right? I think so. At the mar- We're ready. It's Pittsburgh's time. Pittsburgh's repeal, we are ready. The duck, we have the duck for a minute. It's, yeah. <laughs> we, it's, it's a good, that's right. The pirates right? are winning. It's, it's all good. It's time. It's all good. All right, now, uh, Susie, we, we got to play our favorite game uh, on uh, uh, Jim Crow No Restrictions we like to do. 
it's would you rather, which we play from time to time, especially when we do live shows. We like to do a few would you rathers. And, of course, off the, basically off the best-selling books, would you rather. And they'll, uh, we'll give you have to pick one or the other. There's no in-between on would you rather, right? And, and, of course, play along here, right, and listening and what you would do and argue. You could put it on pause and start arguing when you download. There we go. All right, so the first one here. <clears throat> would you rather... To the panel here. Uh, make pancakes with Lamar Odom <laughs> or play wiffle ball with Kanye West. Mm. Mikey, we'll start with you. I would uh, I'd have to go with the pancakes, although he'd be making them really fast. <laughs> uh, I think I'd have to go with that. He'd be up all night just eating pancakes. Uh, Kanye, I don't, think I, I don't think we would mesh in any way at all. I, but I think Lamar Odom. Lamar? Yeah, yeah, I'd have I, to go with him. I'm going to pick uh, Lamar Odom also because I don't think I, I think by the second inning, Kanye would be telling me, He's the greatest wiffle ball player of all time. <laughs> <Sure. laughs> Nobody's great at wiffle ball, Jimmy. All right, Kanye. So pancakes, like you said, kind of yeah. fun just to hear what he had to say. Yeah, it'd be fun. Mars, so I'm going, okay. What do you think, uh, This is a tough one. Um, it is. It, is. it really is. Uh, I mean, with Lamar Odom, I would have to do the cooking. That way I can make sure that's what's being cooked. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that white powder really bisquick? <laughs> yeah, really. be snorting. The- <laughs> you sure that's bisquick? We, we ain't making crack, are we? No. Uh, <laughs> with, uh, with, with the wiffle ball, okay. yeah, it would be tough. I mean, with Kanye, I, I couldn't deal with him, man, because Kanye is the type that would make me play uh, him with a picture of his face on my face. <laughs> you know, he would be playing himself. So he'd be like, yeah. Kanye, you're the greatest player of all time. <laughs> and then I'd be like, yes, I am. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I'm going with, uh, I would do it with Lowell. Uh, Lamar? Well, yeah, Lamar. Cool, going, cool all right. pancake. All the way wow. so far. Susie, Lamar Odom or Kanye or with a ball with Kanye? Here's the thing. I mean, any man that can put up with a Kardashian, <laughs> I've got to I've gotta stick with him. Uh, he's on smack now. Don't forget. I, oh. and numbs I know. It. No, I know. Realize... Allegedly. Anyway. <laughs> right. But I mean, the fact that he can put up with the chubby Kardashian <laughs> I can put up with him. Even Bruce Jenner could. I'm going to go yeah. with you guys. Le- they both Lamar. Want Lamar? Yeah. Okay. Sweet. It's, it's Every, it's I think the Lamar. majority would think Lamar, right? Yeah, y'all. Lamar. I think, Lamar. I think Lamar. so. A lot I of people. So. Yeah. yeah. Lamar. All right. Some people are just clapping like, I don't know who either of them are. Well, wait. This is... This <laughs> I saw someone well, look this, at us. Oh, you know who they are. This one's a, okay. this cool. one's a little tricky, too. This one's a little bit tricky. You know? All right. Would you rather, this is your, your like life depends on us to do okay. this. Would you rather uh, suck the toes of Keith Richards <laughs> or vigorously tongue the armpits of uh, John Boehner? Our speaker. <gasps> now, you know Boehner would cry. First, t- I would do Boehner just because I was going to see him cry. First tongue in. <laughs> <laughs> you mind me. Growing up in a Oh, my God. This is uh, just messed up. I know. Uh, no, that was tough. All right, Susie, we're going to go Wait with you first. Would who, you rather? Who are the feet? Who do they belong to? Keith, Keith Richards. Richards. Keith Richards. Would you rather suck the toes of Keith Richards or vigorously tongue the armpits of John Boehner? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Here's what's great about tough Would choice. you rather? There's always people that think there's an obvious choice. <laughs> Never. No, you're wrong. I'll go with Boehner. Boehner? Yeah. Oh. Just because I feel like Keith Richards' feet could have been anywhere. True, and, and they were. you asking me to put them in my mouth. 
Yeah. Whereas John Boehner, I'm pretty sure he's at least in the street, straight and narrow with his armpit. Well, yeah, you're only going to get some spray tan stuff on you. And maybe I could, like, <laughs> incur some wisdom politically, just for me. But you're, yeah. I'm going. But you'll be tickling him. It'll be I crying. I go Boehner. And... You're going Boehner? All right, okay. <laughs> Boehner's armpits. He's going. <laughs> Jared? I don't need that Would you rather? It could be very tough sometimes. Uh. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> he said no homo. No homo. <laughs> no homo. You know what? It's it's uh oh shit. Uh, first of all, I'm not putting them toes in my mouth, man. Yeah, uh, that's all you have to so pick though, then you what, can go to Boehner's armpits well, right over there. Yeah, what I would do is I I would have him put like honey under his armpits. That way oh. I could deal with it. And then I I I'm going with the armpits. It's not man. his orange under there. Yeah, the it's not. Yeah, yeah. Nice. it's like it's just pale and mm. I'd like. Obama oh, calling. Uh, John, uh, <laughs> uh, we we would just like tears. to uh, uh, stop this uh, 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 this uh, difference we have. Uh, uh, can you can you can you? Why why are you giggling? <laughs> It would it, be because I'm, licking my arm. He, I'm licking his underarms. Yeah, I, I'm going with his underarms, man. I'll I'll just put like a little spray, red. spray a little like honey or something under there, and <laughs> yeah, just go to town. Oh, you know? Yeah, I, I'm I'm going the I'm taking the opposite side. I'm going with the Keith Richards toast. Wow. Well, the, wow. nice. You just have to suck. Mikey them. got a foot fetish. The other, yeah, that's it. The John Boehner is vigorously, which is the word yeah. that turns me off. And I would get yeah. a contact buzz from Keith Richards' toes. So <laughs> I might get a little high when I'm done. So I Always thinking, Mike Wysocki. I'll close Wysocki. my eyes. Pretend it's somebody else. That is, they agree with you. You know what? You're kind of, you're kind of leaning me over there. The con- yeah, now nah, I'm staying with the armpit. <laughs> oh but the contact high was, you know, it's up there. So. All right. And, and finally, uh, this is kind of strange. Well, like the other ones weren't. Stranger. <laughs> Stranger. <laughs> All right. Now, this is like thinking, would you rather? You have to do either one. There's no in between here. Uh, would you rather, in a room, mutually masturbate with Andy Dick? Oh, my God. Or go down on Betty White for 20 minutes? <laughs> what? Yo, can I go first? Took me a second to make my choice. <laughs> can, can I go first? I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. This Jerry, one. Jerry, go ahead. Jerry, right. you're on the floor. Well, last time we had a Would You Rather, I chose Judy Dench. Um, True. You did go with Dame Judy. And y'all know I like older women. So, with that being said, I think I'm going to go with Betty White because there's a lot of experience within Betty White, like 100 years of experience. Um, not sure it would be the greatest, but I'm going to go with uh, Betty White because she's a golden girl. And... You can be like, yo, I just had some golden. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Golden. But it sounds it sound yeah. good as hell. Good. Yeah. It's like, yo, I just had True. me some golden. Have you ever tasted golden before? It is amazing. <laughs> I mean, you have to order it when you go to Bread Lobster. <laughs> yeah. I guess you can. I guess you could do that, but I mean, it's not like you're going to watch reruns of like Golden Girls and go, oh, fuck her, man. Oh, I will. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, hell yeah, I will. I'll be like, yo, you know Betty White. You know what we did? Yeah. Yeah. She's freaky. <laughs> Me, her, and Judy Dench. We, uh, we linked <laughs> up. That's it. That's it. You went quick, right? Betty White for 20 minutes and... Uh, yeah, your Andy Dick would scare me. I'm going to go Betty White all the way. Andy Dick would scare the shit out of me. I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I don't think I could perform with Andy Dick in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have to go with Betty White. Betty White, <laughs> right. So is know. the mutual is like you're doing each other no, or you're well, looking yeah. each other in the eye? No, and, yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> we're in the room. 
It's two beds. You're on one side. He's on the other. Yeah. Like, but y'all no, both not, masturbating yeah, in the know, room? Like the same time. Well, I'm Together, still going with Betty White. You're in the same room. <laughs> he's just going to be like, look at that. Look at that. Yes, 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 yes. It's great. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I can't deal with that. I can't deal with that right next to me while I'm beating, my, beating Richard up. That's what I call it. Richard. Yeah, yeah. so... The I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Andy Dick. So you're going Andy Dick? Here's why. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying it's not. I mean, I mean ain't nobody gonna complain like about it. you being in the room. I yeah. think I like that. that. <laughs> I feel like Charlie Rose. How did why? Due to his yeah. substance abuse issues, maybe he would forget. <laughs> and it would be as if it didn't even happen. And when we're done, we'll go have pancakes with Lamar Adam or something. Yeah, maybe. And he's not thinking about me, let's face it. No, you he's know? thinking so, about Jim Crenn. Ah. So it could be, it's like separate but equal. And if it was you're taped the, or leaked, you would become famous. <laughs> so it would be going you know. Andy Dick. We're going Betty White, all three of us. Let's, go, let's call Betty White's publicist. We all vote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got her uh, Facebook. So. Oh, you, you're, what? So you're Facebook friends uh, with Betty White? No, not really. Oh, okay. but, uh, <laughs> maybe I'm just Facebook stalking her. Yeah, you could have had uh, me for a while, but I'm really an idiot. I could have Oh, you ain't no fuck. Man, me and Betty like the type. She might have a yeah. Twitter. You think? Yeah. She's on Twitter for sure. You think? I know she is. You yeah. think she's tweeting and not a publicist? I know she, she is. Get out of her, she's getting out of her car. Out she's of her, vibrant, Out of her Jaguar going, wait a second. That's what you guys bitches. should know going she's, into this sexual experience. right now going, Tara, <laughs> ready for my 20 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm tweeting back like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's our show for this afternoon. We Thank you. We're stopping by. Jim Grant, no restrictions. Live at the Improv. Nice hand for our guest, Susie Meister. Say for Susie. Let's keep it going. My friend Wintus is here somewhere. The Improv. There's great staff here at the Improv at the Waterfront. Thank everyone who stopped by. We have myself, Terry Mike, Dave, Josh, Frank. Corey Wayne, thank you for being here today and thank you for downloading. Thank you. <laughs>